You are listening to the You Are Lawyer podcast. I am the podcast host, Kyla Denanio, a 2015 law school graduate. This podcast was created to share the experiences and successes of law school graduates who created their own paths to career success. In episode six, I am speaking with the owner of the Spectre Law Group, operator of the LAW truck and lawyer. LAW stands for Legal Assistance on Wheels. The LAW truck is a mobile law office that allows this guest to travel to various cities and events and make legal services accessible to everyone in the community. Based in Baltimore, Maryland, today's guest is Yale Spector. So welcome to the podcast, Yale. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. So would you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? Yeah, great. So my name is Yale Spector. I'm a practicing attorney in Baltimore, Maryland. Been practicing for over 20 years and have been trying to find my way through law ever since. Yeah. The tradition of being a lawyer started with my grandfather, who was just a very nice, kind-hearted man. And he took the tact of really just helping people in all areas of law, just really what law was supposed to be, just helping people get out of the way of the law. That tradition passed to my father, who built a very beautiful practice with my mother. They both did medical malpractice, personal injury. My mom concentrated on family law. And then my brother and I, we invariably both went to law school and my brother's five years older. So my brother and I are now lawyers and met my wife in law school, married her (laughs) (laughs) eventually after I got a good job. She does patent law, something very different from what I do. Oh yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So had you always thought about being a lawyer, even when you were a little kid? Well, I say that the answer is no. I never really thought about it. Around the dinner table, my family, we always engaged in conversation. There was always a way to argue your point. Uh, mm-hmm. They gave you space to do that. So we were trained, I guess, as lawyers. <laughs> there was no expectation to be a lawyer. And I never really gave it thought, which is why I've sort of transitioned myself throughout the years into different types of practices and kind of bounced around. I went to school on an English degree and I wanted to teach. I wanted to be a teacher. But somehow, blindly, I was led, you know, to at least apply to law school to do it and finish law school and started practicing. And so the story goes. Okay. So do you think watching your brother, who was a couple years older than you, seeing him in law school, maybe that really made you decide this is what I want? Yeah. I watched my brother. My brother's very intellectual, just very smart. I will say smarter than I am. (laughs) And it was neat to watch him just excel in what he was doing. So yeah, I had a lot of great examples. My mom was a school teacher. And she decided to go back to law school much later in life, probably when I was maybe in grade school. And so I saw that she went to night school during the day she was home managing the house, but then she would have dinner with us and then we would drive her down to night school. So that was an inspiration, of course. Yeah. And then we would go down to my father's office quite often and being down there, just watching him We both are very extroverted people. So watching him with his clients and talking to people and watching the smiles when they left to be able to say they came in with a frown, but they left with a smile. That was always encouraging. And my dad was always upbeat about what he did. Going to law school was was not a hard decision or one that I went kicking and screaming. It was one that I had seen a lot of good role models. Yeah, that's great. So after law school, you were an associate in a number of different practices. What did you learn from that that helped you to open your own firm? So being an associate's tough, especially the type of work we were doing. We were doing a lot of high stakes civil litigation, traveled 
all across the United States. And in the beginning, when I was young and single, it was fun because I got to travel, you know, firm expenses, basically. Yeah. So that was fun. But you know, when you're an associate, there's a lot expected of you. And sometimes the effort to crawl to the top can be exhausting. Mm -hmm. And so I think as an associate, what I learned was I wanted to gain as much information about how to run the business of law, which is what we don't learn in law school. We don't learn about how to run businesses. We just learn the cases and what they mean, mm -hmm. but we don't learn that. So as an associate, it's the best thing to do is to learn how things run, how to pay bills, how to market, how to get clients, how to deal with clients, how to deal with staff. And so that for me as an associate, that's some of the things that I was able to learn going from different firms to see what was successful and what was not. And do you practice with your brother now or you just have your own thing? We don't practice together. Okay. We decided to practice separately. Of course, he was a little ahead of me. So when he went out and formed his own firm, I was still in the trenches learning. And, you know, we have a great relationship. We have a relationship where we both give each other cases and information. So it's almost like working together, but we have our separate lives. So we're able right. to enjoy our personal space together, a little dabble, a little bit professionally, but keep our professional lives separate. And that's worked out for us over the years. So if you could name one thing that made you realize, okay, I'm ready to have my own firm, could mm. you narrow it down to one thing? I would say, yes, I can narrow it down to if two, if you let Two me. is great. Okay. <laughs> the more, the merrier. The first, the first thing, obviously, in anybody's career is finances. And so the push out was to say, I think I could make more money if I were on my own and I were able to do the kind of cases I want to and not have to necessarily share with anyone or wait for the partners to divvy up the money to see who gets what. So I think that was the initial reaction just to say, it's time to be on my own. For me specifically, we had been involved in a very intense litigation that really took a lot of my life away because we were, again, traveling a lot. We were away a lot. We were nights and days and weekends. And at the end of it, I was just ready. I was ready to say, this was my final moment. I got my one big litigation under my belt and it's time. It's sort of like, you know, when you have that baseball player or whatever athlete hits that one key thing in his or her career, they can say, I've done it. Now I can go to the next thing. Yeah, a personal so that, goal. A personal goal. So that was it. But the other reason that came to light after I left was that I was able to be more free to help people, not because of the value of their case, just because of the value of who they were. And was able to just say, look, my doors are open and I will listen to you. I will help you. I will tell you no if there's a no and I will tell you yes if there's a yes. But at least give someone who otherwise wouldn't be able to get to me because we weren't helping people that didn't have a case that may be appear, quote unquote, insignificant. Mm -hmm. So the drive for me as associate was to say, to get out of it and be my own was to say, let me go out there and help people that I know need help, but sometimes are blocked from the law because of maybe value of the case or type of case or whatever it might be. Yeah. So you started your own firm in 2009. And yes. then in 2019, you launched the Law Trek, which is the Legal Assistance on Wheels. Correct. Would you give us some more information about that? Sure. So I did a very regular practice of whatever I could get on the door. I mean, I remember first starting out at Starbucks with my laptop computer and just it just grew eventually into a firm where I could find a desk and an office space. And then in at the end of 2018, you know, I felt the pangs of wanting something more, something different. And my wife and I, we were we were actually cooking in the kitchen and we were making pretend that we were on a food show and we were 
talking about our <laughs> recipe. And, you know, I said, look, I said, you know, I think the next thing for me is a food truck. I, I said, you can cook and I'll sell to the people. And she says, well, I don't know if that's going to work. And she's very practical. She goes, you, you got to stick with the law. And she, she was thinking about it. We both wanted some big insight. And she came back. She goes, I think you should do like a mobile law, like a law truck. And I said, are, are you serious? And she said, I think it's a good idea. So we, we played around with the idea. We talked to some mentors that we had and through the idea passed. And the next thing I know, here in Maryland, they have one of the annual RV shows. Mm-hmm. I find myself at the RV show purchasing a travel trailer, which is um, 30 feet. And it's a thing that you hook up on the back of your SUV. And it has, you know, it's what you would think. It's just an RV that you pull around. It has a kitchen and a bedroom and place to sit and all that. And so from August of 2018 to December of 2019, I worked on getting the law truck ready to go. It looked like a moving law office. I set up my computer, Wi-Fi, and I basically drive around town to different areas of Maryland and sometimes DC, like a food truck would. I stop and open my door. I start my work day and I allow people to come in with their legal issues. And the main goal was just to make the law accessible to everybody? The main goal was, yeah, I wanted to get people access to the law. They didn't have to make an appointment. They didn't have to go to a big building and sign in at security and go up an elevator. Be intimidated and all that. This was just, they, I was a part of their day. So I was where the bank and their grocery store and the pharmacy, and they would come, they would get a lunch break from work, come over to get a sandwich and see me and then pop in and say, oh, you know, I've been wanting to ask this question. So yes, it was, it was a way to make myself more accessible and to differentiate myself from obviously, you know, in a marketing sense from other lawyers, because mm-hmm. no, there's no other lawyers in town that do it. But yes, it was really just to expand out and get people the chance to meet with a lawyer or their turf. Yeah, absolutely. So you mentioned supporting the community and being out in the community. How do you give back from the law track? Yeah, so um, we get involved with everything from sometimes we uh, go to food festivals, farmers markets, just to be a presence there. And with that presence, sometimes we we do some cross advertising. So you know, I might be able to hit a different group of people that the let's say the locals farmers market can't. And I say, come meet me at the farmers market, and that increases business for them. We go to the state fair, which is ironic, but people are coming there with their families and. You know, while their kids are on the loop-to-loop, they come over and they ask a question. So they can sort of do life all at the same time. It's really interesting. Yeah. Besides that, one of our goals was that we wanted to help the local areas that were really in need, the inner city areas. We partner up with a number of churches and we do a lot of their back-to-school events. Um, sometimes their summer activities, we will join in with them just to be a presence. We team up with them. The other thing that we like to do is some retirement communities, apartment complexes, their residents can't get out to go Mm -hmm. see a lawyer. So they want a lawyer to come to them to talk about estate work or uh, property issues that they're having. So we do a lot of that. And then we also donate our time and money to local charities, whether it be for children, children with cerebral palsy. We're also involved with an entity called No More Stolen Children, which is an entity that protects the rights for kids who were sexually abused. We get involved with the gamut. Um, yeah. Which has been really, really exciting. 
When I saw the law truck, I was so blown away because it's literally a mobile law office where you can go to meet your clients or go to a retirement home or a farmer's market. I mean, that's so innovative. I had never seen anything like it. Yeah, it really just, I just kind of followed what the food trucks were doing um, (laughs) and what the other mobile businesses were doing. I just, I said, you know, that's what people want. They want that accessibility. Yeah, Uh, I mean, anyone can have a legal issue. Certainly someone at a fair or a farmer's market or a back to school event. But the fact that you're right there, hey, come ask me your question. Hey, if you need more help, I can come in and I'll sit down and talk to you about it. That's, That's right. great. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's Excellent. been a it's really been a it's really been a very unique experience. And I've run into even some non-legal issues. Well, I'll tell you a funny story. In fact, I was parked in the parking lot and a gentleman came by very innocently and said, Can I have an order of your rib? <laughs> and I said, I said, excuse me. He goes, well, I'd like, I'm, I want some ribs. I said, well, I'm a lawyer. This is a law truck. He looked back. He said, oh my gosh, I thought this was the rib place. So I get confused sometimes with a food truck, but there's been some other wonderful experiences and I get to know members of the community and mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's a lot of recognition there. People will look for me. And if I'm not there, they're wondering where I am. So it's really sweet. That's great. Yeah. From everything you said, it almost sounds like you were a classically trained attorney, you know, negligence and malpractice, and then you decided to do the law track. Did your family support you or were they like, what are you doing? This isn't how it's done. That's right. I can say that this, a lot of people were in favor. I think my mom and dad probably were a little skeptical. But, you know, look, at the end of the day, my wife was supportive and that's really all I needed. That's where I have to come home to. So. Yeah. <laughs> But everybody that I've run the idea past have always said it, it is a, just a very unique, smart idea. And it really didn't get a lot of backlash. It's been really accepted by a, a people from all over. It's been really interesting. Yeah, it's just a way to disrupt the industry, what we're used to. Nobody said it can't be a mobile office. Well, I think um, that's what it is. I think we're tied to the brick and mortar. We as attorneys and lawyers, you know, we have to wear the suit and tie. We want to maintain some decorum. But that doesn't mean that we can't also be people and also be who we are as on a consistent basis. So for me, I come to the office, I wear very casual clothes. I present myself in a casual manner because I just want to make the clients comfortable Mm -hmm. and I want to be comfortable in where I am. So, you know, very rare do I wear a suit and tie unless it's the court. I just wanted to change the atmosphere and change the idea of what a lawyer should be and what it can be. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much. So is there anything else you want to share with the audience? Any last words? Well, I would just say that, first of all, getting a law degree is invaluable. It does put you above the rest of society because you get this education and you do get a modicum of respect. Believe me, I mean, once people know you are in law school or have graduated law school, that's when they come out with all their questions and they want their family free advice. But I would say that, you know, if you are a lawyer, And whether you have passed the bar or not, but if you're a lawyer, if you've gone to law school, there's so many things to do with that education. And if you are a practicing lawyer who's passed the bar, I would say, think out of the box. Even if you're not, even if not a a barred attorney, but you have your law degree and you can assist a law firm with something different, something Mm -hmm. to help people by thinking out of the box and get away from the traditional ways of practicing law. And the key is taking risks and knowing that some of those risks are not going to be always pan out. But if you don't try it, you never know. Absolutely. Yep. Well, thank you so much, Yale. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you for listening to You Are a Lawyer. Subscribe to the show wherever you find your favorite podcasts, including Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and Spotify. New episodes are released every other Thursday. 
leave a comment on our Instagram or Twitter pages. You can find those details in the show description. Feel free to contact me at Kyla at youarealawyer.com. Have a great day.